Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. We're starting our sixth year, and it's exciting for me that when I decided to have my own radio talk show, I wanted to call it The Power of Water, and this is why. I've been in research for studying, was studying water and dehydration of our body, the living species, and the planet Earth. And as I learned, and this is why the power of water is so important and can save lives, it's going to be there to remind you and for you to pay it forward to remind others, without the water, there is no planet. Without the water, there is no planet with water. Let's put it that way. The water brings life to earth plus the breath of life, which is the humidity. So without water on the surface of the earth, there is no humidity to live. Now, this is where I come from of how important it is for your everyday health. We've been listening to about the national health care program that we're going to be participating in for the rest of our lives, but we've said to the world, we want to participate in the national health care and the welfare of ourselves individually. We want to take better care of ourselves, don't we? Because life is valuable, and what we do with our lives individually affect other people's lives with our health. More than anything you can imagine, your health affects somebody else's health. Water is primary to all of your health. Follow me. The moment you were born and you came to birth in that delivery room, whether it be out in the desert, on an airplane, wherever it may be, or a delivery room in a hospital, you came from water. And that water left you at that moment, and you began to live on earth in humidity. And the water in the air, called humidity, is keeping you alive. But you have the other primary, is drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water within a 24-hour period. Water without any added ingredients. Don't count the tea. Don't count the juice. No water, the water cannot have any added nothing. The heavier the water, which means added ingredients, the dirtier the water. The cleaner the water, the wetter the water. Always remember that. If you're made up of several trillion cells and you're living, depending upon the humidity, to survive you and be healthy and be flexible and detoxify, the drinking water is vital to the health plan. Living in the humidity and choice of life of where you're living is very important to you. So the food you're eating must digest. We've been learning on this show from people who care passionately in studying, whether they be a scientist or a person out there who really cares and is studying, that when you're eating correctly and drinking water primarily first, you're eating fresh vegetables Make salad your number one priority. The salad you're eating is your thought for the whole day, the raw salad, whether it be arugula, spinach, kale, broccoli, the dark green, a carrots, 
all the things that they're putting in your produce departments, and this is the time of year you're growing your, your vegetables too. Then fresh fruit of season is very important to your health and digestion. So remember that that is critical, but water primarily on the planet Earth is going to keep us all alive, and it will last forever, and it can be taken care of. Now, today I'm going to tell you about the population. This is the population the water on Earth needs to take care of. Last week on the planet Earth, Earth, in the United States of America, we grew by 48,881 people. The planet grew, the worldwide population grew by 1,483,533 people. On the planet Earth, we're supporting, for this population of human species, the human beings, 7,025,149,962 people must have water. Must have water to be healthy. Now, can you imagine a healthy environment depends upon water? And if you're not healthy and other parts of the world are having a crisis or a state is having a crisis, that could cause an unhealthy situation where people are not going to be healthy. It's vital. And on the planet Earth, 97% of our Earth is seawater. 3% is fresh, but only 1% can be used for human life to consume. And yet in the, in the world of this, we have 5,000 children dying a day because they don't have any water at all. Now, can you imagine living on Earth where we have Apple with a technology, Microsoft technology, Facebook technology, Google technology, we fly in the airplanes, we get in a car, we take the boats, we go to the grocery stores all over the world, and you see them on the move, in the movies. Uh, they make films about them, and yet you can imagine, can you imagine the leaders of those countries allowing 5,000 children to die a day without water? They should be humiliated, causing that mortality. Innocent little children dying without water. And can you imagine a mommy watching a child die because the mommy knew there was no water? Let's think about that. The other thing today, we've got a special guest on, and I really like this guest. I'm like going to like this subject today. Karen Averell is the founder of Magnetic Personality, but she's going to be discussing, she's a business owner who sells purses that provide funds to the building of wells, providing clean water for the communities. Now, we're going to learn a lot about that, and you can, now we'll go back to what's going on out there in the world. But before I go to Karen, I wanted to tell you that look up the hidden messages in water. Dr. Emoto, there's, oh, there's people all over the world and doctors and scientists and people out there who are concerned about we are not taking water serious. But Dr. Emoto, there's a book called The Hidden Messages in Water. Did you know that water has a rhythm with our earth? And that message in the water is what you are all about because you're walking with water in you, trillions of cells. And if you have an itch on the toe or a headache or a stomach ache, 
or whatever it may be, just stop and think. I, I, you can call me up. You're dehydrated. And the word dehydrated means you're susceptible to all the diseases in the world if you don't stay hydrated with water first. Just remember that. That will save your life. And that's what I'm here for this show to do, save lives. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Do you know what the dry eye solution is? Do you know what a dry eye is? The tear film, the surface of your eyes are getting losing water. Did you know that the surface of your eye is 99% water? It is. So when the eyelid opens, it births, and when your eyelid closes during the day or it blinks, it stimulates that water in there. But because the eyelids are open, especially sitting at a computer, can you imagine that glare? So if the eyes are 99% water, where's the water to supplement, excuse my voice, the tear film? It's nature's tears. Eye mist is the dry eye solution. It's becoming well-known throughout the world. It's not a household name yet, but it will be. It's the supplement to protect you from vision, vision impairment, going to blindness the future, and sitting there at the computer. The dry eye solution. Nature's Tears Eye Mist. We'll listen to this, our sponsor and be right back with Karen Evans. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Karen, are you with us? I am Sharon. Thank you. And, and for I inviting think I'm me. pronouncing your last name wrong. Is it a- Avril? Uh, Avril. Avril. Long A. <laughs> Long A, because I used to know a family many years ago with that last name, and I thought I was pronouncing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, so tell me about you personally, Karen. How long have you been involved in the concerns of water? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I think it finally, I think it hit home uh, when I started my business. Um, I had kind of just did a few things on my own, and... But when I started my business, I decided that I really wanted to uh, work towards the goal of helping other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so through my business, I am able to now support efforts um, because, like you said, without water, none of us would be here. 
And so that is really a primary concern. And, um, you know, I think like many uh, women who kind of have reached that that age of 50, um, all of a sudden we became smarter. (laughs) 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 And a lot of us, and I know for my part, it wasn't necessarily for the, the profit margin. It was more... Um, being able to promote those causes that are really important to me. So your business then, Karen, uh, let's tell our listeners worldwide here, what is your business that you're talking about? Well, uh, I actually had uh, designed a a hands-free purse. Now tell them what a hands-free purse could be because, you know, we're in the world of words. So a hand-free purse is a description of what? Is well, it's basically a purse that it holding on to a purse, like women hold on to purses. Yes, women hold okay. on to purses, or they have straps, or um, they have neck bags that get tangled up in jewelry, or you know they. And so, for my purposes, you know, I do a lot of. Um, I'm always drawn to the ocean, so I'm traveling to the islands, or you know, when I was bear boating in Australia. And I really just needed something that I could, you know, if I wanted to go out and walk on the sand, I just needed some place to hold my key for the okay. house and my ID. Uh-huh. And uh, so anyway, I kind of, um, uh, I was getting ready for a business meeting and, you know, those little magnetic name tags mm-hmm. was sitting right next to a purse that I had gotten from India. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, gee, I could combine these two things, and so I did, and really just used it for my own purposes. Mm-hmm. And so then some friends asked me to make some for them for a cruise that they were going on. Okay, now let's get back to the subject, for, and then we'll go back into that, I will. Um, so you're now doing, uh, you're, ma- you're designing and making purses to send all over the world well, to provide money toward providing clean water. Actually, I have designed the, the I designed the purse, but they're actually being manufactured by by fair trade artisans all over the world. Okay, there we go. Now, and tell tell our listeners so they can follow you through the whole show what what you just said because you're talking about you design them now, are you the founder of this idea? Yes. You're the founder, Karen, of the idea of, 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 of making these purses that you're designing. And you've got these travels all over the world that have been giving you these uh, visions. And then they make them up all on parts of the world, and we'll go into that. And then that money goes toward what? That money goes directly to the artisans. Uh, so, for example, they, uh, they have a contract for, say, uh, 500 purses mm-hmm. uh, of this one community. That that money goes directly to the artisans, and in that way, that's empowering the women and uh, helping to build wells. And there we go. I wanted the listeners to hear, hear what you're doing to put women in their own entrepreneur vi- businesses around the world, and they are build, they're making these purses and then that money that they make by selling those purses goes toward providing clean water in their community. Exactly. It there we go. It goes to grassroots. Oh, I am so excited. I, 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 Karen, you are amazing. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I, I would love to take credit, but the really amazing people are the artisans. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, what I mean is, um, I, I, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. Uh-huh. And many, many, many years ago, I decided to get into what I do because I wanted the, the medical field to know that what is happening to our health issues is dehydration and the water the right. 100% water. I do, drove, dove into doing what I do by what I have done here with the world out there and going all over the world here and been published all over the world of what I do as a one-of-a-person thing I do and uh, with handheld portable devices of humidifying and understanding the value of how important it is mm-hmm. for the water in the medical field. And I was the first person to be in the medical field mm-hmm. with 100% water. You can imagine being in front of the prescription department with the 100% water. Then you're going out, and people like yourselves are going out to show how important water is. Mm-hmm. And you decided to design purses that women, all women, are carrying something, like you said, if it's not your room key, if it's not your ID, if it's, it's something, you're carrying it in a purse. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you're located. You could be on an island living alone. You'd probably carry it in something that you wanted to travel away from something and carry something. Women do that. But you chose to go into women of the world having something in common and putting them into business giving them an opportunity to build a business in their community and get a business plan, get a plan that the community can survive with clean water. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I I could have gone to China, but I didn't want to. And and that's not to say that all products from China are bad. I don't want you to go to China yet. Um, But, you know... If you go to China, then you're going to get those women over there to start thinking about cleaning up their pollution. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I studied uh, China, and I love the country China. I I just love the people and the futures of it all and on what we're doing on this planet. 1.3 billion people over in India, 1.2 billion people. Mm-hmm. And all these countries of Africa and the uh, and most endangered spot for wild animals in Africa, and, I mean, in, Ken- and in Kenya. But what you're doing, Karen, will have an impact. Well, and it's interesting because all of those countries that you've mentioned, we, we have contracted with artisans in each one of those countries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for example, our... Uh, the ones from India that are all beads and sparkles, um, that benefits the Tara, the Tara Project, which is a trade alternative reform. Mm-hmm. And they cover a 125-mile radius in India. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working with artisans and hand-making my purses. Now, you're and, calling, I've got to stop you for a minute because you're using some descriptions that we want to follow you. Um, the word artisan is what to you? The word artisan to me is any craftsperson. Um, for me, an artisan is someone that hand makes a product. There we go. I want and, to know. And, you know, women. it's a person that, you know, Okay, now are they mostly time. women or do you have men too? Uh, interestingly enough, most of my artisans, well, all of my artisans for the sewing are women. Yeah. But then we also, all of their husbands, quite often have tour guide businesses. Oh, okay. 
for the country so we can actually make referrals uh, for travelers. If they want to really see the country, uh, we can connect them mm-hmm. to the husbands of the artisans that we work uh-huh. with. Uh-huh. And so it really benefits the entire family. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I actually, actually, I launched my business on um, Inauguration Day of uh, President Obama. I, I thought that would be a perfect day because <laughs> we were looking towards the future in a whole new positive attitude. <laughs> and, uh, you know, did you put that on your wall? Did you put that on your wall? Did you put that on your wall? going to celebrate, <laughs> well celebrate my grand opening. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think that our country would ever get into such a situation that we're not quite sure every day what, what that direction is? <laughs> well, I actually, I, I have to say that I did work for the government, and so I know where okay. it was going. <laughs> and, okay. You had, oh, no. But, uh, you, you, had you know, but the good news is, is that there are so many people now oh. who are really making the effort to become more socially conscious, and especially well, you know, this economy, people are looking... Karen, during World War II, uh, I'm 70. Uh, during World War II, um, uh, my family, everybody was busy. Karen, I can remember uh, the women uh, out there running, uh, doing everything they could mm-hmm. to be part of what was happening. And our soldiers were so supported to support the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I look back on it, and our country, we shouldn't be so proud forever that our country uh, cared about getting women to vote. Mm-hmm. Didn't worry about religions. Didn't worry about my color, uh, whether whatever color we might be of any color. Then our country came along and said, "Hey, wait a minute! Don't you attack that country? They have freedom and rights too. Maybe we don't live their way, but they have their freedom." And our country went to battle mm-hmm. to support that. Um, so what happened is the morale of the country went right with it. And so all the people that were working, and then after the war, the same thing went on. And then came along the Korean War that went on. But then we had a new generation coming on as the years went by. And we left behind that, that attitude of let's help each other build our barns. I don't care right. if you're putting more money into your barn than mine. I'm still going to help you. And I look back on it, Karen. Uh, people did care about what people, what was happening in their lives, whether they were rich or poor. Nobody really now had a question. If you need help, I don't care who you are, we're there to help you. Mm-hmm. Now what you're saying, and I'm coming from a generation, and that's why I tell people, Karen, my age, um, and again, I came from a world that I remind people in my life that we did things that way. Mm-hmm. We gave our lives to what they call a charitable concern. Now, what you're saying today is you're wanting people to start thinking that way again. Get away from this worrying about who has what in the bank and which island you're sitting on, uh, where you're at. Let's do this together. Right. And, and we can do it together. It is, it is, it is a, a more exciting than ever in history, Karen, because look at the communications with Facebook and Google and Yahoo and Bing and all those directions, uh, and then radio talk and TV and telephones and handphones. And we can communicate today with the world out there thanks to people like you. Look what you're doing with the original woman so far back in time carrying in her hand a possession called a purse. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I never thought about it, Karen, but I bet way back in time men wondered, what do you have in there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and now the topic is because there are men purses now out there. (laughs) Oh, you're taking your purse again. (laughs) Well, you know, and the interesting thing is is that it is water that connects us all. I mean. Oh, well, you know, I mean, Karen, you are in the right world uh, with with your charitable concerns. And your moving forward concerns, and I hope it's not, I hope, is, is it a profit? I hope it's not a nonprofit. And I'll tell you why I came from this. I, I believe in nonprofit ventures. And we had a group of people on here from uh, California, and they're a very well-to-do group. And they go out and do similar things with building wells in communities, but they put the women to work as a non, as a profit. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a nonprofit, a profit. They want her to have a business and her committee of friends to own a business in those communities. So they're running the operation of the of the of the business with quality control and as a business world. If they're making some profit, they'll be more serious than not making some money at it to continue the business they need to continue in their community. Exactly. And, 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 and if now, the women are empowered, the then they woman, gain the positions in the hierarchies. There we go. Now, are their the women villages. making money at what they're doing? They're making a profit, I hope. Yes. Good. Yes. I want to hear that. Good. They good. definitely are. Good. And yeah. um, interestingly yeah. enough, um, you know, they, um, you know, so much of the the things are connected. For example, the Akka tribe in Thailand. Uh, they depend mostly on rainfall, mm-hmm. but then by the same token, they do use irrigation, and so if the community is healthy, as you say, through drinking water, then they have that strength to build the irrigation ditches that they need to, you know, provide water to the field Transport when they don't the water have the from rainfall. place to place to place through the canals. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's interesting mm-hmm. how... You know, like I said, water is so, we're so dependent on it for everything we do. Um, and it's not just for, you know, our own health, um, but it also provides, um, you know, just that basic strength that people need to build wells and build irrigation and build hospitals. Um, in fact, our Velvet Crystal ones, uh, they actually fund the village hospital, and as we all know, hospitals are totally dependent on water to treat, on having clean water to treat their patients. Right. And so, even though, for example, this person well, and don't forget the sanitation. Karen, don't forget sanitation. I know when I've had the United Nations hit on yes. here, they had some of the United Nations concerning water worldwide. They'll use the word sanitation. I said, to heck with it. It's sanitation means you can't wash your hands, you cannot flush the toilet, mm-hmm. and you've got to be able to do both. And uh, so you're right in the hospitals to, 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 fat, uh, to prevent the bacteria from growing. They have to have water and sanitation. Exactly. And uh, for our Maya collection, um, these women are... You know, they're you know they're receiving um, income mm-hmm. for their art, um, and that way they can then get health care and they can educate their children, mm-hmm. which is a huge priority for them, and especially when it involves their herbal medicine projects. 
And now tell me how, uh, you know, I really want to thank uh, Polly Featherton, my program manager, uh, program producer, to get you on. Uh, and the audience, you need to hear, Polly Featherton is my amazing miracle to getting my guests that are so special from all over the world. And, Karen, we have been all over the world um, to do that. And this show today, what you're doing is just absolutely – I want to ask you, because um, um, – how, how is it going in the United States? Because we should be thinking that way here, too. You know, it's interesting because um, it is not going as well as I had hoped, unfortunately. And, I, mm-hmm. and in talking to uh, fair trade uh, people all over, um, you know, that's kind of that same, unfortunately, is not doing as well because our population is still based on convenience. And so they're still going to the Walmarts and the big box stores and, you know, certain communities. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate here in Southern Oregon mm-hmm. um, that the communities seem to be more uh, supportive of small businesses and they're willing to kind of take the time uh, to seek out small businesses. But a large majority of our population is still based on convenience and, um, I would really like to see um, the big box stores get more um, and be more supportive mm-hmm. of fair trade and natural uh, items because, um, you know, one of the things that they were saying, I know when I talked to them, that, you know, the, that there was a time when they couldn't provide the quantity that they needed. Mm-hmm. And But now we have, through the Fair Trade Federation, we have artisans that, you know, Pilgrim Imports, they mm-hmm. can take orders mm-hmm. uh, for their Thailand artisans of, like, 40,000 at a time. My goodness gracious. And so, you know, so huh. uh, the Fair Trade Federation is working on that solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more that getting the people, um, and I think with this economy, People are holding on to their money more, and they're more likely to purchase something that has some type of social consciousness behind it. I do agree with you, but I don't think it's just the economy that they're holding on to their money. I could be wrong. I write business plans after business plans, Karen. Um, um, I think what's happened with our economy, people are startled at what the attitude is in our country. Mm-hmm. and the divisions that are happening, I think that startled a lot of people in our country. I think people are distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and follow me, audience, the word distraction to me means you're not focused on anything, one thing at all, very much during a day. And if anything has happened to our wonderful country of America living on the wonderful planet with all these wonderful things that the United States has done all over the world, we're learning to think about where we're at mm-hmm. and uh, as an individual. I don't care if you're, uh, I've got billions in the bank or no money in the bank. Uh, people are thinking about what is happening out there and the confidence of what is coming next. Will this continue to go on and on and no change? And, exactly. I, I, and I believe that your original thing of where you were years ago and you thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a change. We did have a change, but not for the confidence. Yes. Yes. 
And, and when you're saying that people are hanging on, I think that people are looking for something of value, mm-hmm. of a focus of value. And I think that your uh, entrepreneur venture worldwide and the purse is a great symbol, is a great symbol. Now, we're going to take uh, our break for a moment. We're going to come back and talk to you about what the purse means as a symbol to, to the world living with the power of water, the clean water. And, Karen, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. You are special. Thank, Thank you. you. Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that's the dry eye solution? Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Have you had a complaint? With your eyes getting blurry and maybe you're tired or you're more exhausted, did you know the brain is connected to the eyes? That if you're getting stressed out, maybe you're not drinking enough water or you need a supplement of water to mist the eyes, just like the moisture in the air. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Karen Abriel. World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Karen, there's a symbol. Now, why did you choose the purse to be the symbol of the world's women getting together and thinking about protecting water? Well, actually, uh, that was more for my convenience. Um, uh, like I said, I do uh, walk along beaches quite often, and when I do, I you know, will collect shells or sea glass or whatever, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to bring a purse. One, for mm-hmm. security, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go take a dip in the ocean and you have a purse laying around, it's sure to get stolen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, together, I, can be I just wanted yeah. something small. Yeah. And, um, but I wanted my hands free, uh-huh. and so I created a purse that could be attached with a magnet or a clip. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I decided to go into a business, I wanted to use my business to help support other people around the world. Wonderful. And now, what did you do before you started this? Uh, actually, I was a paralegal. Oh, okay. And um, and then I was uh, terminated from my job, and I saw it as a perfect opportunity to. So how long were I've you a par- how long were you a paralegal? Oh gosh, for about twenty five years. Oh, I think that's an un- 
Per, I, I will tell you, audience, and I will say this to Karen, I think the paralegal profession has been well underestimated. I think it's got a huge future. Uh, yes. Huge future. Yes. It's very much like doctors and nurses. You know, I'd much oh, rather definitely. talk to a nurse than a doctor. You have to be a writer. You have to and, know how to you know, precisely get the definite. You have to be attorney. definite. <laughs> you can't get carried away. And you've got to always foresee what you've got to collect to make yes. sure you have enough information to do what you need. Exactly. Exactly. And, now, and where, did, where was, did you do that at, Karen? Well, and that was why, you know, when I was researching, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't dealing with any uh, companies um, that would be involved in a sweatshop situation right. or exploiting women. So you or knew children. how to do your road work because you were a paralegal. Exactly. Now, where, so, did, where did you come from? Where, where did you live? Uh, well, I originally came from Los Angeles, Beverly mm-hmm. Hills area. Oh, okay. Uh, San Fernando Valley, is, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I moved up to Southern Oregon about 35 years ago. Oh, okay. And, now, you're out uh, in the Applegate Valley. They just had the salmon feast. Yes. In fact, I was there helping Grandma Aggie. Oh, could you tell us about that? Because I didn't get to go, and a friend of mine went, and she said, Sharon, I'm taking you next year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, said, you Sharon, definitely you should. She tears coming down when they were talking about the water. Uh, but tell us about that, Karen. Well, the salmon ceremony was um, reinstituted. Grandma uh, started up again um, as a way to honor and thank the salmon for coming. Now tell and tell our audience worldwide who, who Grandma Aggie is. Oh, uh, Grandma Aggie is um, the eldest member of the Tequilma tribe, and she is also head councilwoman of the International Council of the 13 Indigenous Grandmothers. Mm-hmm. And that is a council of grandmothers who have joined together um, to spread the message about protecting uh, the Mother Earth and our waters. Mm-hmm. And um, we're very, very fortunate that Grandmother Aggie, especially as head councilwoman, is right here in southern Oregon in Grants Pass. And, well, tell, uh, that, tell the world about your the salmon uh now, what was the title of that? I forgot. It wasn't called the Salmon Feast. What was that called? It's actually called the uh, Salmon Gathering and Feast. Salmon and, Gathering and Feast. And what was the reason for it? Uh, the reason for the salmon ceremony was to honor uh, the salmon, or as Grandma calls them, the legless ones, and to become a voice for the voiceless. And so the way they do that is... Now, why did they choose the salmon? I mean... I grew up on rivers all my life, too. Um, uh, and by the way, audience, I'm sitting in southern Oregon, too. Uh, I've been, my family, Karen, uh, loved and lived and slept. And I learned how to swim the first time I ever learned how to do stroke was in the river. Mm-hmm. And the Rogue River, by the way, and yeah. the Umqua, the North Umqua River, too. And my family spent fly fishing and, and a cabin on the Rogue and so on. And so I'm a river, I'm a mountain freak. I'm, I love my mountains and I love my rivers oh, yeah. and uh, the water. And yet, why did they choose out of all the different types of fish out there in the world, why did they choose the salmon? Well, the salmon is actually uh, grandmother, one of grandmother's totems, uh, one of her, her spirit guides for the tribe. And so, you know, and it, it's, so this goes, this goes way back a long way, long time ago. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's a how, how, old, how old, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you know how old that might be, that uh, tradition? Oh, my gosh. Well, it's, a, it's at least 100 years old. 
Okay, so I, you wouldn't probably call it a tradition. It's very spiritual. Oh, yes, yes. In fact, uh, in, originally, uh, before it was open to the public, it was referred to as a salmon ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it's been open to the public, it is now um, uh, referred to as a gathering because ceremonies are very sacred. So how long, how, how, long, how long does it last each, each time when you go to put this on? How long does it last? Well, uh, the salmon ceremony itself is a two-day event. It, it starts mm-hmm. on Friday, ends on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Red Earth Descendants recently combined the Elder Youth Conference, and so mm-hmm. now we're going Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there's all there, this year there were all types of uh, classes being taught by the elders to the youth. Um, and this is in the different uh, tribes that are coming in. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So we help my audience so they can follow you. So these are different um, American Native Indian tribes that are coming to this event. Exactly. There we go. And you know they come from all over. And, um, and now is this purpose, not just is this just not Oregon? Or is it from other states too? Oh no, they come from all over all other states. Okay. Okay. And um, but the purpose of the gathering is mostly just to honor the salmon, uh, thank them for coming to feed the people, and then asking them to return again in even larger um, forces and to continue reproducing and mm-hmm. continue feeding the people. And so it really is an honoring ceremony. Um, uh, for the salmon and uh, and the waters that they live in in their home, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a, a really beautiful beautiful time of sharing uh, community um, and the salmon is is uh, cooked up the old way. Uh, large fire pits are uh, dug, and then the salmon. Karen, is, do they do they put barbecue sauce on it? No, no, no. no, I, no I'm no. teasing. I'm teasing audience. No, not at all. I doubt all. if they <laughs> dare touch anything it's all on natural their... <laughs> seasonings. <laughs> I'm, and it probably is so delicious. It, it really is. And, and yeah. I think that they had about 350 pounds of salmon this year. And I hear you had over 500 people. Oh, yes. It, it was really incredible. Um, yeah. and, and it really is beautiful to see, you know, because the elders are respected. And you know they are served, and they're allowed to go first, and oh. and all of the children make sure that they they have plenty of water, so mm-hmm. that they're hydrated, and uh-huh. it, it's just really a beautiful community. And then people, did, yes. I heard that people bring food to the event themselves. Yes. People who come are asked if they would bring a particular dish of something to add to the the say of the event. Yes, it is a it is okay. a potluck, or uh-huh. if you can't bring a potluck, mm-hmm. uh, donations are appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, there was tremendous report re- uh, support from the stores um, wow. who were all you know donating food and everything. Yeah. And um, so we had quite a grandmother had a lot of support this year. Oh. And uh-huh. um, in fact, she actually was uh, they rafted her down the river. <laughs> to be photographed at the Storytelling Rock where her father was photographed initially. Now, tell me what part of the river she went on. Uh, that was, um, 
Well, it's probably just about a mile before the town of Gold Hill. Okay. Where they took the dam out. Okay. And that was actually one of the big projects and one of the, uh, I guess, manifestations for the, of the salmon gathering mm-hmm. is for the removal of that particular dam. Mm-hmm. And so that actually occurred, and so grandmother decided to return to Gold Hill. Uh, one mm-hmm. is a thank you for the dam being returned, to be able to bless the river mm-hmm. now that it's flowing freely. And you know, Karen, the world needs to hear. I, I'm going to tell you something that um, I would stand at the top of the mountains. I do believe in reservoirs, the dam reservoirs, and uh, because I do leave, believe that in time, Earth may have a change in the solar system and may not have the rains we want, would mm-hmm. like to have. Why did the other planets go dry? But um, I believe that science has come so far that the latest of all of the reservoirs called dams are the, some of the finest. And I've had people on here where the fish do travel up over into and, and continue on because of the way they're doing it. That particular dam you're talking about was way out of date yeah. and, and was built to be an irrigation dam reservoir uh, yeah. way back in time. And, yes. um, and and it was very difficult for the for the sam for the fish th- right to the salmon could not get up through there is a way w- that we would hope they we, you, the way you would want them to survive mm-hmm. it was much more difficult even though they did it was much more the survival was t- more challenging the one thing they did say you know Karen during all that research is that we had a country that came over to our Oregon coast and fished too close to shore and caught a lot more salmon at one time. And when they stopped that, uh, the salmon were coming up there at record paces then, breaking yes. records. But that dam, as time it had to go, and I've noticed, uh, by the way, I, I live in the, wa- in the river. We live in the Eisen Stillwater section, if you know where that's at. Yes, uh-huh. I do, right there, you know, uh, right in the middle of it. And, uh, but again, um, and I've, understood, I've studied this upside and down the other, the whole uh, Josephine County, Northern California areas, the Kalamaopsis and more. And I will say that, um, that the river is very clean this year. Yes. And this is the first full year that we've had the dam out. Well, and it's interesting because each year since Grandma has, has reinstituted the salmon gathering, um, this, uh, we have had larger runs of salmon each and every year. Yeah. And so, um, and you're right, you know, in fact, when we were all standing by the river, you know, you could feel that it's happiness. You know, it it really Oh, water has a rhythm. Oh, yes, and it has memory. And you know, right, and you know know what that is, is I studied this before I got into what I'm doing in the medical field, but is, uh, and by the way, I am in the medical field, and uh, with what I do, 100% water. But back to the uh, you, because you're made up of trillions and trillions of cells, and then you've got the humidity in the air of made up of water, and then you've got the water on the surface earth, and then you've got the atmosphere of the solar system requiring earth to maintain itself. Mm-hmm. It is so important. The solar system is functioning thanks to earth on our with what we're adding to it mm-hmm. because of the water. Exactly. So when we say we feel that, if you take the time to stop and think about it, 
that all of a sudden you know you're feeling something, but it's that rhythm of Earth's moisture and the air and the water and the rhythm of Earth with the solar system, but it all is connected back, Karen, to the water. Exactly. Every bit of it. Exactly. Even music, if a person's talented in music, talented in art, uh, they're a person who has these uh, gifts to be able to feel uh, something, and in the, in the uh, we'll say it with their God, their faith in the air, whatever. It's because the earth is offering it because the person's willing to stop and listen. Yes. And it's that water. Exactly. It all comes back to the water, audience. It, it really does. And, mm-hmm. and we have to remember that, like everything, you know, it's, um, you know, through the ocean currents and, mm-hmm. and the energy and the electrical... Electrolytic you know, side of our, yes. It, mm-hmm. it's, it all draws us to it, and we're all connected to it. And the energy that we project, that positive energy, that... There we go. We're back that to that positive energy in America. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know it, it's yeah. something small as running through sprinklers. Right. You know, that's a form of prayer. Exactly. You know, people, people get afraid of the word pray, but they don't understand that, that is a, that's a word that is so all-encompassing. Laughter is prayer. Exactly. Uh, going out and, you know, just putting your hands in the water and feeling it. Oh, that's, listening to the music. That's listening prayer. to the world. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, so all of that positive energy that we project is going to be absorbed into our waters. Exactly. And so, I t- so that's what I try and tell people, you know, it's like, be very conscious. When you pass over a, a bridge when you're driving, you know, just, just do a, a small Quick prayer. thank you to yeah. the water. Uh, uh, God, thank you for this water. God exactly. is in the water. Yeah. Um, you know, when it rains, you know, don't mm-hmm. complain about the rain. You know, revel in it. Go dancing exactly. like, you know, um, you know, you should dance in, in the rain. You shouldn't complain about it um, mm-hmm. because, you know, there, like you said, there may be a time when we don't have that rain. That's what people, you know, we, we are a society worldwide. I don't care if you're living in a remote village with no modern nothing. Uh, the village becomes very uh, accustomed to their customs. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the world is narrowed in to where they get up every day and everybody has a routine and you forget about the, the earth moves on. Yes. And we want the, and, and on, I've had NASA and, and, um, on here, um, he used to be with NASA for years, and he went over to an, an, another research side of him. Uh, but Dr. Dwayne Cecil, and we've talked many times about the relationship that Earth has with the solar system. Mm-hmm. And we don't dare ever stop studying that solar system as astronauts out there. They have to go because they get to go out there, Karen, and look back at what's going on. Right, right. And uh, then there's those cultures that... Of like what's going there with the Applegate area and the tribes of the world, our country and its tribes, of not wanting to forget the ceremony and the spiritual belief that it's all in the water, and we need to find the uh, the spiritual side of us every moment of the day, every single person. It's the water. It's the water. There should be a song written. It's in the water that we feel our spiritual faith and our confidences. And if you don't, if you don't feel good that day, just drink some extra water. Exactly. If you can't sleep, get up and have a glass of warm water. 
uh, if, if you feel like you've been diagnosed with a disease, maybe you need to drink some more water and, and, and it's a solvent. So you're right. And the salmon, I need to tell you quickly, many, many years ago, I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life about 14 years ago, and I started the salmon feed here. And I put on a salmon feed called the Rogue Riviera to raise money for the Shriners Hospital's children, the Doran Becker Children's Hospital, and the local YMCA. It was right here on the Rogue River on the banks of the Rogue on the Eisman, Stillwater, and we had salmon, fresh salmon. And in Karen, I did not want anything that was prepared other than fresh vegetables, mm-hmm. fresh fruits, fresh cobbler. Everything had to be fresh. And we went over to the Umpqua Valley, we went over to the Rogue Valleys, to the Applegate Valley. We went all over the place looking for fresh everything in the fat salmon. And then we did it on the barbecue. And then they did put a sauce on there. We had a, uh, what it was called the River Guide Secret Sauce. But again, that, that, that was a tradition they did. Maybe it was one of the secret sauces from one of the tribes that nobody knew about. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, we're almost done. There's about two minutes left. You tell us about the purses again and your ops, uh, your compassion with the women out there. Now, which country of the world is responding to the purses for providing clean water uh, out there? Which countries are right at the top for you? Uh, right at the top is probably um, probably Thailand and Guatemala. Okay. Um, so far as my purses are concerned, um, mm-hmm. because both are very, uh, their projects and benefits are very directed mm-hmm. uh, to building wells and mm-hmm. providing clean water. Mm-hmm. Um, India and, you know, Nepal, uh, their projects are more to support just basic services, but those basic services include water. And so... Mm-hmm. Really, every every single purse that I have has something to do uh, with water. Wonderful. And I don't know that anyone is is doing better than another. They're like you said, water. We're also dependent on it. So, how many countries total are doing this with you? Uh, let's see. We have India, Thailand, Guatemala, Kenya, Nepal, and. Uh, yeah. Anything? Anything in Mexico? Uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be getting some from Senegal. Mm-hmm. I'll be traveling there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working with some Native American mm-hmm. um, art- artisans um, mm-hmm. uh, from the Indian tribes that I work with, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was glad but, to hear about Kenya because we've had we've been our show has been in Kenya. At, uh, at the Conservatory of Wild Animals and the Mara River concerns of the wild animal um, situation is going on. With put may may end up, if they get any more severe droughts, there's going to be some very challenged uh, animals become dis- indis- distinct. Um, uh, that's because of the drought. And it's got the largest conservatory in the world is there of bringing these, these animals come in every year uh, to get to the Mara River in season. Exactly. Well, you know, we're, and- uh, we uh, are out of time, but I want to thank you, Karen, for everything you're doing. And tell everyone there, I said, uh, and if you ever want to have somebody come on with a subject, please let me know because this is really refreshing. It gives us, there is a positive uh, attitude and the rhythm of this planet. 
mm-hmm. and it's going to come from people like yourself, Karen. Well, in fact, hopefully, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, it would be wonderful if you can get Grandmother Aggie on the show to talk all well, about I'm going to get you. I've money. been told that, and I, why don't you talk to Polly, and maybe you can help her figure that out because oh, I bet. would love to have her come on. I think she's a symbol of every, uh, she's the spiritual side of everything that we all want to be. Yes. Okay, well, you, thank you for joining us, and, and God bless. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sharon. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. What an, wasn't that a fun hour to listen to what's going on with the women of the world that are... She, Karen started this building, making... She designs them, and she, they make purses, handbags, purses that women can carry to stay by them, and then they can uh, start a business in their different communities in their different countries of building a, a business to have, provide clean water. And that means there's leading to sanitation, where people can go to the bathroom, flush the toilet, wash their hands, drink fresh, clean water, and it's the women out there that are doing it. And did you know that the first medicine doctors were women so far back in time? That is something to think about, and um, I guess I can say that because I'm a woman. But I want to thank you for listening today. I think that the Power of Water show has had the most wonderful guests from all over the world, from the United Nations to scientists, Nobel Prize winners, to people from all backgrounds of life on our planet that have joined me to help me bring out the issues. You are water, and water is what we have to... It's a priority. Nothing is more important. So go drink your eight glasses to ten glasses of water and think no added ingredients. Do that. And you'll sure show that you really care about yourself, and then you can show the world your environmental, too. You drink water. I want to thank you for listening. Earth has a secret. It is the water. Embrace your life every special moment. But Earth whispers. It's in a rhythm. Embrace yourself, but leave something of yourself behind for all of us to remember. I want to thank you for listening. And have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. 